Hello and welcome to Living a Broadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. I'm Eric. I'm James. I'm Mikey. And we are here in Maple Ridge tonight, joined by our very special guest, getting into his intro right away. <laughs> Who are we talking to? Wow, I was not expecting a bird noise. Go. Andy the Dreadful Bird, my man. What's going on? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wow. That, I love that. Of all of our guests' intro, sorry to pass guests, I think that might be my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. We, usually yes. do the, we usually do the intro and they usually come off being pretty lame. So I think yeah. this is a good lesson. We should let people do their own intros yeah. and we, we yeah. might get some actual unique ones. I know. Love that's that. awesome. Should we take the reins off Yeah, we're going to put that to the soundboard. For the next yeah. Uh, next yeah. episode, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, nice. that's amazing. Well, cool. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Andy, and uh, we're in your abode. So thanks for having us over here. To yeah. Thanks cool. for coming. Thanks for having me on. I'm super cool. stoked. Super excited. So I gotta admit, I don't know really where we are. I don't think I've ever <laughs> been to Maple Ridge no. before. Well, but uh, it was a good little car ride out. Yeah, maybe James will do a better job at painting <laughs> yeah. the scene. Well, I was going to say, frequent listeners to the show, uh, you know uh, this is the point where we describe what we can see. And definitely new settings. We've come down a, a lovely cul-de-sac in, uh, was it, did you say Maple Ridge, Pitt Meadow? Is it kind of yeah. gone through Maple Ridge? Maple Ridge now. Yeah, so we've seen a, a charming neighbourhood. We've already told tales of trick-or-treating. It's a... Very yeah. uh, lovely neighborhood. So we're sitting in a, yeah, we were discussing this too, a much bigger house than we would expect in Vancouver. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're very comfortable. We've got some lovely art down there, got lovely wooden flooring. Yeah. And uh, of course we have uh, our guest Andy, so we're all ready to go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this living room is like the size of my apartment. So it's, yes. uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's very non-Vancouver. Got to admit. And I counted, I this is the sixth location we've, we've recorded in. Sixth so, location. Uh, yeah, oh, there we yeah. go. And, yeah. and the furthest well. away. Yeah, Except for maybe the BC ferries. On one. the ferry, so yeah, getting yeah. closer to Vancouver. So we were at one point, but this, uh, yeah, we've come further afield. And uh, yeah, lovely house, lovely home you got here, man. Yeah, but, yeah, it rivals all of our apartments, yes. I think, yeah. yeah. And uh, Andy, why don't uh, you, you give, in your own words, a little description of yourself? Oh, God, a little description of myself? Fuck. Um, <laughs> that's a very broad, we got the, we got the very broad, yeah. Uh, yeah. very broad question to start off. There. Yeah, I guess so. That's a that's a fucking big well, question. Well, how yeah. how are you here? How do how do we? Yeah. I guess you know Eric. Well, my mom and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that. I've never heard about that. All the I'd way love back. To know. We'll tell you all on the, the way back. back. Yeah. But uh, you crossed paths with Eric somehow. Um, yeah. How, how did that all come about? Yeah, no, they they reached out to me, wanted to do a documentary. Um, I think that you guys were a part of a, a course and you needed a project done. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we've we've talked a little bit about my uh, journalism and all the yeah. way back to journalism school days. And uh, we needed to do a uh, short documentary yeah. on an interesting person. And Andy was that person. <laughs> Top of the list. Very Which, good. Uh, I'm curious how how <laughs> you picked me. Like how, I've, I've never found that out. Is it like, how did you find me? <laughs> yeah. A lot of, I've been asked that like three times today alone. Yeah. And uh, I believe it was one of the partners I worked with on the short documentary. Um, her mom was on the West Coast Express taking it out to like Mission or something like that and had mentioned that her daughter was working on a project and she needed to find an interesting person to do it about and whoever the person she talked to was mentioned your name 
and it got passed along to the point where we Googled the, uh, you know, the organization you were working with and uh, found out about the wrestling and then got your name and reached out. Um, wow. Kind of, a, and, it, and <laughs> it's brought crazy. us all the way. <laughs> That is pretty. To crazy. your living room three Best years later. That story. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Man. And uh, yeah, and the reason I, I guess we haven't, again, kind of gotten to uh, why we thought you were this interesting person is because we found out that you were uh, from. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, and then uh, kind of came up through the the wrestling, and we're working on this charity and doing this all these speeches and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, so. That's uh, that's how we know our guest tonight. And how great. did you end up doing on that project? We got a really good grade. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. Good oh, job, yeah. Andy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> how, did, how did I? I don't think I've ever asked you how how you thought it turned out in the end. See, I I've always wondered because I've seen and I've watched the the actual documentary many times. I share it and stuff, and I talk about it, and then. Like, yeah. I wonder how it fucking went. Like, I don't... Like, did, it, <laughs> like, did it pass? Did it fail? Maybe it failed because they didn't <laughs> tell me about it and then, like, it's just a shitty documentary or something. But well, you get your answer tonight. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it was good. In the long run, it failed because <laughs> Eric's not doing journalism <laughs> I, and he's yeah. just doing this shitty podcast with his two mates. So. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, we got a good grade. I graduated, so Sweet. yeah, awesome. And I think this is a cool one for James and me to do because this is pretty much our first uh, Canadian yeah. on the episode. Yeah, I guess we did we did the one with with Wolf and Caitlin that mm-hmm. focused on other travels, but this one is like uh, a Canadian that from other parts of Vancouver that have moved here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll be great to hear as well, which is a pretty different perspective from, <laughs> yeah. I think, where Australia, James and Matt come yeah. from, you know? It's like, yeah, so my yeah. girlfriend's Australian. Uh, a lot of my friends are English. A lot of Mikey's mates are Aussie as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it'll definitely be good to hear from, yeah, coming elsewhere, ending up uh, from somewhere else in Canada. So awesome. Cool. Yeah. Easy. And uh, yeah, and again, kind of why we wanted to to have you on, not just uh, not just rehashing the glory days of journalism school, but uh, <laughs> reliving it. You know, hearing because uh, yeah, your story is so cool, and we're uh, we're going to get into that pretty quickly here because, as I mentioned at the beginning of every episode, um, you know, it's the podcast about uh, where people are from. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, where you're from? Uh, originally I'm from Saskatchewan. Um, it's funny, like when a lot of people, when I talk about Saskatchewan, like they, they can't say the name right or something. I'm like, it's fucking Saskatchewan. It's just Saskatchewan. I got to admit, I, yeah. I struggled. I struggled, I struggled when I first got it here. It makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, so Saskatchewan is where I'm from. I was born in Prince Albert. Saskatchewan is like a super small town. And then my reserve um, uh, is about an hour north of Prince Albert, and it's called Montreal Lake Cree Nation. Okay. So, so, so if I'm imagining Saskatchewan. Yeah. It's a big rectangle. It's a big rectangle. I know. So are we yeah. talking like top left, top middle, right? Middle. Just middle. Right in the middle. Okay. Like, like legit in the middle of Saskatchewan. So like... Cold as fuck there. Right in the bush. Yeah. Fucking nowhere near Montreal. Nowhere. <laughs> Despite what the name might Yeah. Eric did briefly mention that Montreal on the Lake. car ride and that really confused me. It's so dumb. I don't know. Like it doesn't make sense. Like how the hell did like and it all came from like some white dude from back in the day who 
like, I don't know, decided it was called, like, maybe he just came from Montreal. Yeah. And then found this lake, and he was like, oh, the Montreal Lake, and then, yeah. oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. I mean, I'm from <laughs> Perth in Australia, which it's because the guy that first came there was from Perth in Scotland, so hmm. I mean, probably yeah. something similar like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm from Kelowna, which is uh, an Okanagan people's word for grizzly bear. Oh. So is it no, really? Yeah, there's no grizzly bears there. <laughs> yeah. Still, that's, but, a, cool, uh, that's yeah. a cool name, though. I didn't know that. Yeah. Where that's does Canterbury funny. come from? Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, we had the... <laughs> good point. Uh, well, it goes back to a lot more history there, so uh, I'll have to do more research. But yeah, Canterbury, uh, Geoffrey Chaucer they came, wrote the Canterbury Tales. That's uh, not where it came from. Okay. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my little tidbit. Fair Thanks enough. Update next week. Oh. So Montreal uh, Lake. Yeah, Montreal Lake. Um, that's the reserve I'm from, but I was born in Prince Albert. Um, and then eventually um, my mom moved us to Saskatoon, which is like two and a half hours south of Prince Albert. So now we're getting closer to the border. Okay. Um, ish. So quite a big change. Yeah. That, uh, over there. So, yeah, but that happened when I was like a, a little baby it, uh, when my mom left my dad or whatever. And then, um, so I don't even remember the move or anything. I just remember Saskatoon as being my hometown. That's where I was yeah. raised for the first 20 years. And, uh, how would you sum up Saskatoon? I've never been there. So, uh, it's, yeah. it's a nice town. It's nice, but it's cold as fuck. Like most of the years there's this there, I saw this meme once and it fucking summed everything up perfectly. It was like the four seasons of Saskatchewan. It was like winter, 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 and construction. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, 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 but the, the summer, like it's beautiful in the summertime and the river's nice and, but winter sucks. Does it go the other extreme in the summer? Like pretty, pretty warm. Or sometimes, it stays sometimes it's pretty hot, but it's, it's generally pretty nice. And then like all the, like when everything starts blooming and stuff, it's it's a beautiful place in the summertime. But twenty years was enough. You twenty think years was... is fucking enough. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck that. Time to move on. Fuck yeah. That. And then now I'm here in in BC, and it rarely snows, right? But, yeah. yeah. And, but when yeah. it when it does, so like my wife, she's born and raised Maple Ridge, um, and when she sees snow, she's just running outside like a fucking. <laughs> little girl oh yeah sitting there, like, get the fuck out of here i moved away from that shit right yeah yeah flashbacks yeah i'm the same after after not experiencing much snow when when you've been growing up like it's yeah. definitely still a novelty for me that is for sure and like i really look i look forward to the snow but i also mm-hmm. look forward to vancouverites really struggling to yeah try nobody and, knows what trying to do to with it here day Shut to down. day with the snow but i'm guessing out here in maple ridge there's probably You'd get a little bit more snow than what we would in Vancouver. Maybe yeah. a couple of inches, maybe not even. <laughs> Probably yeah. not inches. I mean... It's just a dusting to you compared yeah, to Yeah, it's Saskatoon. fucking nothing, man. And, and then, like, people say it's cold. I'm like, guys, <laughs> like, minus 50 is cold, okay? And that's without wind chill. You add the wind chill in it, and then it's, like, <laughs> minus 60. Yeah. And then, like, as soon as you step outside, you get instant frostbite on any bit of exposed skin. 
That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Live there. Yeah, um, so there's a so needless to say, Saskatoon is cold. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around it. No. I, I just, I, I, I don't like to think about it, honestly. It's insane. It's insane. And then I, I was just thinking about this because um, October 25th is my birthday and and uh, and then Halloween is the 31st and I just had flashbacks. I'm like every Halloween for like the first 20 years of my life or however I went trick or treating. So the first 20 years of my life when I went trick or treating, (laughs) uh, every time I dressed up, I'd have to put on the fucking costume over top of my sweater and my jacket. So then I'm just this big fat puffy Spider-Man walking around. (laughs) Is that what you wear every year? A fat Spider-Man? Exactly. It's gotten a little small since my first one, but (laughs) it's just one of those spandex ones. Now you're stretching it, it out. So now you look it's good. Hulk Spider Man yeah. yeah. kind of thing. So Saskatoon was was home growing up. Did you did you visit Montreal Lake at all growing up or Yeah, so my mom would always take me back to go visit whenever she could. So like every Yeah. I don't know, every couple of months we'd go and visit cuz all of our family's there. Um and that drive is just super, it's just a straight fucking road. Scattered and all it is, just fucking grid roads. All Heard it's pretty flat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? You, you, your dog runs away, you can watch it for three days. Yeah. Um, uh, and just so your family's still back there now and yeah, yeah get back to visit. Most of them are there. Um, and I, I, I lived in Montreal Lake after I graduated for about like, I don't know half a year or something like that. And then I was like, oh, I can't do this. I can't live here. It's way <laughs> yeah. too isolated. Yeah. In the middle of the bush, in the middle yeah. of nowhere, there's no, there's nothing to do. Like I didn't, uh, I had a job because there was like this, um, if you graduated, they'll give you a job to work as a landscaper around the park and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, for the for the time that it was, and then after that, I was just walking around I'm like this is fucking boring, man. Yeah. Like, so, surely there can't be much landscaping taking place a lot of the year because it's covered in snow. exactly. Yeah. Well, it's only like yeah. a three month job. Exactly. So and like, yeah. So that made it an easy decision to you know plant the seed for you to get yeah. out and yeah. start the next chapter. But it was nice. Like it's again like I'm I, I'm grateful now that I've that I'm able to have the perspective to look back and, and be mm-hmm. like, okay, that time was for me to be grateful for being in a place where there's so much abundance around. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, so I get it now. There's a reason for being put in that situation. It's yeah. to be grateful for when I'm not in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's with everything. And yeah. did yeah. you always have kind of a little voice in the back of your head telling you that, you weren't always going to live in Saskatchewan. You were going to branch out. You were going to, you know, kind of go more abroad. Mm, not necessarily the first statement of I'm I'm going to live a not I'm not going to live in Saskatchewan, but it I definitely had this mm, mindset. I guess I always believed and knew that. Um, like I was going to do something like cool, mm-hmm. like fun. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was just going to do something different. I always just, I don't, I don't know. But then like the wrestling, I always had wrestling and like, 
um, in Saskatoon, there wasn't much wrestling fans, and I was the, always the only one. <laughs> and how did you get into yeah. it uh, originally? My mom, she loved it even before I was born. And then um, during her pregnancy, she always watched it every Monday night, Monday Night Raw. She would watch it. Oh, really? <laughs> when I was born, we'd watch it. I'd always pull the mattress in front of the TV on Monday nights, and I'd watch Monday Night Raw. Um, so it was because of my mom. So she was... She was pregnant with you watching watching the wrestling. You know how you know yeah. some mothers play Mozart yeah. to their unborn yeah, exactly. babies. They're watching. I she's watching, watching yeah. wrestling I was in the womb, subconsciously fucking bombarded with wrestling. <laughs> so it's, it was always meant to be. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And so you were twenty, or you graduated rather, and uh, you were working in Montreal Lake. And then what? Uh, what you said you lived in Saskatoon twenty years. What influenced the move? Um, well, and so it kind of goes back to, um, like, I can just remember after I graduated, I moved to Montreal Lake, got the fuck out of there and went back home. And then I realized that everyone was still doing the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, like no one's changed at all. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just in the same spot doing the same thing. Like, we were all just partying, which is fine. But I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm good. And so then uh, I kind of stayed home for a, quite a while. I was just like a homebody staying at home. Uh, then eventually I kind of got sick of just doing nothing. And then um, I already had the address um, in Calgary that I was for the gym that I was going to train at to be a wrestler. I already had that since um, probably about grade 12 or so. Um, So I just held on to that. And then for some reason I was like, it was January 1st, 2010. So I made a new year's resolution. Uh, And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to fucking stick to it. Quit my job. Uh, And then I'm I remember telling everyone, I'm like, I'm leaving, I'm going to wrestle. They're like, hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> where? I'm like, in Calgary. And they're like, what are you, like, where are you staying? I don't know. I'll find out when I get there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but then one of my friends who I'm super grateful for, his name's Luke Scholes. He, he came to my house the day before I left um, with a bag and he's like, here you go, man. Congrats. Like, best of luck in your adventures. And I opened it up, and it was new running shoes because I had old haggard running shoes. And he had new running shoes for training and then a pair of volleyball knee pads to start <laughs> training for wrestling. That's, good. Like, That's awesome. That's, awesome. That's fucking cool, man. Thank you. I didn't even think that about knee pads. And I was just so stoked to go. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, I do need those. Thanks, man. <laughs> so so had you been, it sounds like it was in the back of your mind that you wanted to do wrestling, like, as you were growing up. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't too much of a surprise for people when you told them, but I guess maybe people always thought, oh, nah, Andy will never do it. Yep. He will never, you know, yep. have the courage to go off and do it. And then suddenly you're just like, bam, yep. it's going to yep. happen. Exactly. That's yep. exactly it, man. And then, like, I'm not the fucking biggest guy you know and especially growing up i was the skinniest scrawniest no matter how much i ate it just always burned off so i was always the skinniest scrawniest i know the feeling yeah (laughs) so then people are like you're too small you're not gonna you want to be a wrestler they're just gonna fucking break you in half yes the old 
stereotype of a wrestler. It's not not how it is. Yeah, and then so I I always I told people that I'm gonna be a wrestler, and then they always like like brushed it off. And then when I when I told them, I'm like, I'm going. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay. No, I've got my bus ticket, a one-way yeah. bus ticket to Calgary. Oh. Oh. And then, yeah. You showed so, him. Do, yeah. do you think that things would have been different, say, if you were, like, born and raised in a place like Vancouver where you had more things to do? If It felt like almost you were dying of boredom and that's what pushed you to actually go and do it? Possibly. Possibly. I mean... I mean, every like everyone's journey is exactly what we're supposed to go through, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, like, I yes, I believe that's what I was supposed to go through. So then I did get bored of it, and then I finally realized, okay, there's this energy inside of me that needs to get out. Yeah, you weren't like the others there. Just that, as you say, you came back, no changes. Oof. That's Oof. just yeah, nightmare scenario. So. And then, like, I look. I look at them now and they're still doing the same thing yeah. in the same place. Yeah. I'm like, which is fine if they're happy. Yeah. Exactly. If as long as if they're happy, then fuck. Definitely good. relate to it. Good. good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you got to Calgary and you started training. Yeah. Uh, had you had any, any experience with like actual wrestling up until then? Not actual wrestling. <laughs> well, the mat was in front of the team. You know. still, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd beat up my friends and <laughs> <laughs> wrestling holds on them and stuff. But that's the real reason you had to yeah. get out of town. Yeah, yeah, they all didn't like me anymore. <laughs> um, but no, no experience really. Just watching it. Um, but like something that I, I'm proud of now. But like, it took me a long time to be proud of it. But like. Uh, most people, when you first start training for wrestling, it takes like, I don't know, roughly like a year ish to have like your first actual match or whatever. Some people longer, um, and then some people shorter. And then I had only had to wait like four months or so to get mine. And then I was like, why did you pick, why did you pick me or whatever? And then they were like, just cause you had the, the natural ability or whatever. Nice. Um, like that's pretty cool. Um, so I feel proud about that, but I think that just become that all came from just watching it, like mm. my entire life. Yeah, like it's just like a subconscious. That's 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 pretty good. I'm a bit jealous because I watch a lot of sports desperately, just wanting to have natural ability, but it hasn't quite come <laughs> to me. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I just got this image of you walking yeah. into this gym with your volleyball volleyball knee pads yeah. on really skinny just completely naive to yeah. the whole situation yeah. and to then turn it around in four months and get your first match that's that's that's, that's, that's awesome, awesome. So good. and had you uh, conceived that uh, you had your gimmick obviously because your last name like, had you been thinking about that not really no, just came not naturally. really i mean like i i did actually like i went in and then i'm like i want to be the, like andy the dreadful bird and then they're like okay that's that's cool, like weird. Rant. Why? Because I have dreadlocks. My last name is Bird. And they're like, okay, that's, that's cool. Yeah, there we go. So then, fast forward four months to the first match there, and then I go out, and then I come back, and one of the the actual uh, promoter of the promotion is Lance Storm. Oh yeah. So he's like yeah. a pretty well known wrestler, um, and then he comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, kid, uh, you know." About your name. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, 
the dreadful bird doesn't really make sense because then you're saying that you're dreadful, like you're like you're the dreadful bird. And I'm like, no. He's like, you should be the dreaded bird. I'm like, that doesn't make. I don't like the dreaded bird though. Like that's fucking stupid. It sounds stupid. The dreaded bird. No, I don't like. I want to be the dreadful bird. You should be the dreaded bird. And then we just kind of like parted ways and like this bit. I was like, no, I don't want to. The dreaded bird. Uh, yeah, and that's coming from Lance Storm. I was Wait. I was gonna say I know nothing about wrestling, but I know that your name is a lot better than Lance Storm. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Lance that. Storm, if you ever hear this, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, ap- apologies, I didn't mean yeah. that. Don't. I know he's a listener. He's famous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 No. But, but yeah, you definitely had the right choice there. I think. Yeah. Dreadful was much better. The thing, like, and so I, I talked to my trainer about that afterwards. I'm like. Like, did you know that Lance came up to me and asked and told me to change my name? He's like, no, I didn't. He's, but he was proud of me that I stuck to my, he's like, good for you. Like a lot of people would have just fucking listened to this big wrestling persona and would have said, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to, I'll listen to that. Like most people do that, but you didn't. And uh, what year was this uh, going back? That was 2010. Okay, yeah. So he in. was already, you know, he had wrestled for yeah. quite a few companies. So yeah, yeah you knew him well. Yep. Yeah. He's got his um, his training camp out there, well known out there. Promotions pretty well known out there. So is like Calgary a hub for wrestling? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So like um, one of my favorite wrestlers is Brett the Hitman Hart, who is like one of the most famous Canadians of all time, and he's from Calgary. And his dad is Stu Hart, who ran a promotion called Stampede Wrestling, which was based in Calgary and like traveled all around Canada and was like pretty well known in Canada as being like the wrestling promotion. Um, and then so Stu Hart's family all were like wrestlers and then Bret Hart was the son of Stu and he became really famous in WWF. So like world famous now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the world kind of realized, okay, he came from Calgary, I guess. Like, and then Calgary became like this wrestling local cool yeah so Bret Hart was one of your idols growing up like one of your yeah yeah, like the guy loved him loved him yeah Yeah. I actually got to meet him for the first time after nine years uh oh cool uh just not too long ago um but it's pretty so like when I first started training walked in and my trainer is really good friends with um a girl named Lindsay Hart who's a part of the Hart family and uh like Brett's niece and so then we became friends. Like, all of us are friends now still to this day. And so it's just trippy for me because I'm like, I knew Lindsay Hart, who's a part of the Hart family. Her uncle <laughs> is Brett. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I just want to meet Brett. He's my fucking, <laughs> yeah. my dream, like, my fucking hero, my mentor, my yeah. idol. I just want to meet him and just, like, shake his hand. Um, never got the chance to. And then every time there was an opportunity, just it didn't work out. And then... I just found it trippy that for nine years I knew a member of the Hart family. I never got to meet Brett until <laughs> nine years later. Uh, but it's pretty fucking cool. He's that's that's awesome. Cool, dude. Yeah. Is she sisters with uh, Natalia? Is that her? Um, cousins. Oh, okay. They're cousins. another cousin. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. And but so cool story about Nat- Natalia is that she's the one I got the address from to, uh, I was to move ask. to Calgary. Yeah. Because oh, when I was oh, sweet. when I was like living in a shit place, I was like, okay. I need to figure out how to become a wrestler. So I looked on MySpace, uh, looked up Natalia, and then sent her a message. I'm like, hey, I want to be a wrestler. How can I do it? And then she sent me this address. Here you go. She's in Calgary. Good luck. 
I just took that and wrote it down, and then yeah. And for well, for you guys you that aren't kind of you, you Mikey, resting. Fun. James yeah. is also a way bigger fan than what you're leading on as, yeah. as well. I, could, well, yeah. I, was, I was cluing yeah. him in on the way on the drive up because yeah, I, I kind of grew up with it too. And cool. my granddad got me into it, and yeah. used to go to the little local village halls and see Sweet. you know yeah. And I was around for WWF and the cool. boom boom period, yeah. and totally get that. So I was uh, yeah, just giving Mikey a few. Cool. few but, like yeah. you, you said, you did a match after four months. So, yeah. like, is was that four months of just full time intense training? Uh, so, training oh. was Mondays and Tuesdays, like schedule training. But then you could go in and use the ring anytime, which is what I did. Like every day after work, I'd go in and just bump around and jump on the ropes and mm. hit the ropes and practice bumping and doing flips and whatever. Um, and that's when it started to feel real going from the mat in front of the TV. You're yeah. suddenly in a real no, ring, cool, running the ropes, you it was know, cool. getting that taste. I can still remember, like, that. in that ring was haggard. Like, it wasn't a real <laughs> wrestling ring. It was just, like, <laughs> parts put together. Um, but it was the perfect training ring. Because if you could bump and wrestle in that ring... You could wrestle in any ring. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Fun, and, uh, yeah. And you're quite known for your high flying style. So was that uh, kind of developed early on? Did you start? You see, you had the natural ability. When did you start taking to the the turnbuckles? And I mean, I would always jump on tram. Like I'd wrestle on trampolines, and then I would practice like flips and stuff. And then Jeff Hardy was one of my one of my favorites too. And so I'd always practice like his flip. He does this flip where he like holds an arch in his back for the longest period of time before he hits the ground and then he tucks his head and rolls. So it looks like he's going to die. Um, so I practiced that a lot and I never died, um, which is good. Um, but so trampoline jumping growing up, I'd always do that. And so when I got into the ring, jumping off of ropes, it was kind of similar like bounce. And so being able, I was able to get height, yeah. which was like a, good for wrestling and then it just added to my last name being bird oh yeah yeah <laughs> so natural yeah sweet Very awesome handy. and so uh how long were you wrestling in calgary for then i wrestled in calgary for a year and a bit i moved to bc in october 2011 so how awesome two years just about two years i, I and how did that move happen what uh what brought you what brought you further west yeah so i was uh i was training i was wrestling like life was pretty good and then all of a sudden uh city of calgary bought the building that i was training out of and then they tore it down to rebuild like new apartment buildings or something like that because it was in the heart of calgary so mm -hmm. they tore it down and built it so i wasn't training anymore and then i was working at this shit job um, Fountain Tire, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. They were one of our sponsors. We might have to edit that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fuck them. Email to send. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, but I, was, I was stuck in a corner just like buffing tires. And so I'd, I just hated it. It was just miserable. Just, that does sound horrible. Yeah. You don't have to feel bad about it. Especially that. after yeah. a, a taste Good. of you yeah. know, the training and you're kind of just yeah. daydreaming wrestling all day, right? While yeah. you're working, doing this job. Yeah. I was actually doing it. Right. I was wrestling. I was doing all of it. And then I was, yeah. And then all of a sudden the gym closed, working at this shit job roommate. I didn't like, um, it was on the edge of Calgary. So, and I didn't have a car, so I had to, um, transit everywhere. So it took forever. Cause I had to wait for the one bus that came to the area, catch that bus all the way to the, to the train and then catch the train all the way to 
um, downtown. So it just took forever and I just wasn't happy. Um, and then one day randomly out of nowhere, my trainer called me up and then he asked if I wanted to move to BC. I'm like, what the hell's in BC? He's like, <laughs> yeah. like wrestling. There we go. And I kind of knew that because when we were there, randomly he would take trips and I, and I'd be like, he'd be gone for like the weekend. And I'm like, where did you go? And he's like, I went to BC. I'm like, what the, what the hell did you do there? He's like, I went and wrestled at this cool promotion. Uh, okay, that's, that sounds pretty cool. Like I would, I wish one day I could come cause I was still training and like figuring mm-hmm. out my roots and stuff. But so I, I, I wasn't like, um, skilled enough to go travel, to go wrestle for a different promotion. You know, how many matches did you had at that point? Fuck. Uh, not many, like six or seven, like, yeah. Um, so not mm-hmm. many at all. And I definitely wasn't confident enough to fucking like go and travel with them at that time. And all of a sudden he called me. He's like, hey, you want to move to BC? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, of course I do. Wrestling's out there. Let's do it. Uh, Quit my job at Fountain Tire and then told my roommate to stick it and (laughs) fucking packed up and left. And And had you been to BC before this point? No. Well, that's a lie. Once when I was a little infant. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But But your your first kind of... Real time, like experiencing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's crazy. So then, like, we talked about Saskatoon and how, like, it's like small or like, you know, like it's nice in the winter or whatever, but yeah, it's super small. But to me, because I was from Prince Albert and then moving to Saskatoon, Saskatoon seemed big. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hey, cool. And then I moved to Calgary and then Calgary seemed like so massive. And then mm-hmm. I moved to Vancouver and I'm like, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's cool. Well, at that point, that second move, uh, the first time people saying, oh, yeah, where are you going to go? Who are you going to yeah. know? At this point, you'd already done that. So it kind of prepped you for that next step, right? And this time came yeah. out all guns blazing. Yeah. Well, I, I've kind of, I've been very fortunate, again, to like live the life that I've lived growing up because I've moved a lot. Like I've lived in 25 different homes. And so I've, <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Yeah. So I've moved a lot. I'm used to the moving process. I'm used to like just being a couch roamer i'm used to just like sleeping mm-hmm. on this couch and the next day i don't know where i'm sleeping oh can i crash at your place sweet and i just crash on your place um and so i'm 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 used to that or whatever um sorry i lost the point where I was <laughs> yeah moving around a lot yeah, coming, coming to vancouver yeah, coming to that new promotion yeah and so um you have been prepped, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were you were warmed up, like so. It's exactly. not, nothing new to you. Exactly. Um, yeah, moving to BC, knowing no one, and then having no place really to stay. The first night we stayed here, uh, we stayed at some random house that was like full of. It was a house that was rented by a bunch of wrestlers, so it was like fucking exactly what you imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was my yeah. first night here just meeting like all these crazy wrestlers like fucking rampaging in this house and then like people tripping out after like yeah, it was Oh man. It was nuts. Which uh, which neighborhood in Vancouver was that one? That was in Surrey. Oh okay. Yeah, where yeah. Uh, where we had a place to crash. Yeah. So we're no strangers to crazy living situations uh, on this podcast, people living with multiple housemates and stuff like that. Were you living with all these wrestlers for any length of time? I did. So I lived in Burnaby um, with my trainer um, and another wrestler from Calgary for a first 
I don't know, a couple months or something. And then I moved to that house, to that big wrestler house. Oh, my so God. So I was one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts, man. Were there some uh, some egos flying around? And yeah. No, we were know, all pretty good. All pretty good? We were all pretty good because we all, we all understood that it was like home is like our sacred place, right? So we kind of put our egos yeah. at the door. But yeah, respect. you can kind of switch off yeah. almost a bit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's but, cool. We respected each other's kind of. But space. when the fucking, when the drinking happens or <laughs> the other, when anything else happens, then yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, something else. Did you have like your own training area or something, like your own ring or anything at that house? Like with so many wrestlers oh, living the, there? No. No? No. Um, we didn't have the room for it. Because it was in Surrey, right? So okay. Yeah. It was in okay. the heart of Surrey, but. Yeah. What was the local stomping ground? Where would you guys go? And uh, where yeah, was the... so there's there is a training facility in Surrey. Um, I think King George is that a street in Surrey? King it's an George. area. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's, it's where the Sky Train. Sky Train stop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there is King George. Yeah, it's okay. It's by the Sky. It's by a Sky Train station. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so there is a training facility there. Um, it's still going today, which is pretty cool. Uh, lots of new kids coming out of there and they're all pretty fucking talented. Like the trainers there are badass. Um, so well, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're obviously still an active wrestler. Like, uh, do you see yourself transitioning into a role like that? Maybe you're seeing those young up and comers and giving them that kind of support. I mean, I enjoy training. Like it's, it's fun. Like it's one of the things I enjoy doing is being able to help. Like whenever I get to have a match against someone who hasn't been in the business longer than I have, I and then they ask for advice or whatever, and then I give it to them, and then the next match I watch theirs, and then they apply it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you did it. So, so it's it's not a thing where you know wrestlers get really territorial about certain things and younger people stealing something. Uh, it's it like a bit of a close kick. It happens. Close knit community bit. Uh, we, we yeah. N- Yes. Yeah. Wrestling, the wrestlers are family. Yeah. Well, we okay. are family first. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely differences in between family members, but that's a family. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But we're a family, like, through and through. Like, if, here's a good example. So, one time um, we were wrestling in Vancouver at the Russian Community Center, cool. which is yeah. uh, in Kitsilano. Yeah. And, uh, me and this guy named Tony Baroni were wrestling one-on-one match. <laughs> I slam him on the mat and I climb to the top ropes. I'm, a, I, I'm about to jump off. I leap and I'm mid-air. And this seemed like minutes, but it happened in seconds. I leaped in mid-air and then I see this stick come flying from my right from the top balcony, come flying down, and it lands on Baroni's chest. Uh-huh. And it was like a fucking wooden dagger, probably like two feet long, um, wooden dagger, like sharp point on one end, uh, lands right on his chest. And I start coming down, like, oh, shit. Baroni grabs it quick, throws it off, and then I land on him, boom. And then we, one, two, three, and then... Um, I was like, you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, holy shit. That was so, so that just came from the crowd? Someone, yeah, someone, someone threw, threw it in? It wasn't part of the thing? Nope. Someone threw a wooden stake Damn. into the ring oh mid-splash. <sighs> thinking thinking that it would be... Funny. Funny, <laughs> right? Hilarious. So we get to the back, and one of the guys, um, Bishop, big Bishop, he's like fucking... Do you remember Bish? He's like six foot... 
five something, like three hundred something pounds. I think I remember him. Big boy. Uh, yeah. He's like, "What happened out there?" Like, and he's like, kind of pissed. Like, "What happened out there?" And we're like, "I don't know. Some guy threw a wooden stake from the from the balcony." And he throws off his gear and he rampages out there. He goes right up to the balcony and he grabs the guy in a sleeper hold. All the wrestlers become crushing out there. And we all go up to the balcony and grab everyone else of his, because there's a whole party up there. We grab all of them, pull them all down the stairs, (laughs) kick them all out. Um, And then the cool thing was um, the whole audience, everyone else was in with us. Uh, and they started chanting like "fuck those guys, fuck those guys, <laughs> them out!" Like, yeah. um, so they were all with us. Nice. Um, but we're definitely a wrestling family. Wow. All united. You got to be kind of a bit mentally unstable to yeah. try and mess with a group of wrestlers. Yeah. No kidding. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think those guys still tell that story? Like, I don't you know, one night me and my friends got our asses kicked <laughs> by a bunch of wrestlers. We got so. kicked out by Tony Baroni and Big Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> the dreadful band. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> they should. That's a hell of a story. Uh, yeah. And what's the best that you expected to happen? Throwing a wooden stake into yeah. the ring, like seriously, could yeah, have been like know. a lot worse. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh man. And uh, and which venue was that? Uh, the Russian Community Center. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. of course. Yeah, I'll be every and time so, I drive past that now. I'm gonna be. Yeah, and for yeah. for me, I wasn't as pissed because that happened like mm, I don't know, like a couple years after I moved here or something. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even like that pissed i was just happy we were okay yeah and then i wasn't really pissed at all um just because i was so young into it i'm like i'm just glad we're okay like fuck we're yeah. good but then now looking at it like because i'm how many years is it? 2010 nine years now i'm like if someone did that now fucking like i'd mm. i'd be out there too like, yeah mm-hmm. you don't do that like no and so as a wrestler, you said you're coming up to 10 years doing it. Are you considered like, is that, are you experienced, considered to be one of the more experienced guys or you're, you're kind of new still? Like, I, I don't know what the, the I, age limit of, yeah. of wrestlers are. I mean, I've, I just say that I've wrestled for nine <laughs> years. I mean, I don't know if, I'd, I'd like to think I'm good. Yeah, and what but, was the yeah. what's the promotion in question as well? Like who do you currently wrestle for? Right now, it's mainly for ECCW, so Elite Canadian Championship Wrestling. Sweet. Uh, and you were champion of said company as well. At one. Yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, Canadian heavyweight champion for four hundred and some days. Well, there you go, Mikey. That's that's the kind of you know you get in the title. Yeah, that's when that's you know. that's impressive. Yeah, uh, Chris Jericho. He's like another famous wrestler. He he said he said it really nicely about winning a championship in professional wrestling. It's kind of like winning an Oscar. Oh, like yeah. like it's a recog- it's recognizing all the work you've put in and recognizing that you you are at the top now. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like. It's like a trophy or something, you know? It's like a, a recognition. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a top guy. Yeah. Yeah. What a it, moment. It, yeah. It's not like it was just a one off thing. Yeah. Like it's no. a body of work that's yeah. led yeah. up to it. It takes a like yeah. yeah. It's like and I take pride in that too. Mm-hmm. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's like they're putting you as their guy. So you've gotta like show up. You've gotta be 
well, that I guy. remember the first day I ever met Andy and we sat down to do our interview for the documentary, one of them. And the first thing you did was put your championship belt up behind yeah. you on the couch you were sitting on. <laughs> so we have this interview where you're talking for 10 odd minutes or whatever, and you've got this giant belt behind you. Yeah. You're still sitting champion at the time. Yeah. So do you have to give that up when someone else becomes champion? Or do you get to keep it? Yeah, no, I had to give it up. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Do, do you get a, do you get a smaller replica just as I like wish. anything? <laughs> I wish. I don't know how these things work. I wish, man. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you had to get as much footage and photos with it as, yep. as possible before, exactly. before, I got so before much, it went. Man. And I, I, I'm, I'm grateful that, I, like, when I had it, uh, I was I was... I had the right mindset to be grateful to know, okay, I have this right now for right now. Yeah. Like, and I would walk around with it around here, just like mm-hmm. hold it up and be like, I dreamed of this. Yeah. I dreamed yeah. of being a champion and now I am a champion. This is pretty badass. Then mm-hmm. I'd give nice. it to my son and let him hold it and play with it. <laughs> but like, this is like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And like, this is what we're going to make you do when you're yeah. older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, the, the amount of emotions in that moment when you got that title. So you kind of had that that journey coming from what we talked about, those humble beginnings, and uh, there it was, the culmination of all that hard work. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, like I've got my TED talks coming up on on Saturday from today. Yeah, um, and there's a there's a part in there where I play the a video of me winning the title, mm-hmm. and it just like. You could just feel the energy uh, that's happening there. This is yeah. so cool. Yeah. So that was kind of the next part I wanted to get to is you're doing these TED Talks now. We kind of just... Yeah, you really glossed over that. Right to it. As you if know? that was a regular thing. <laughs> you wrestled in Vancouver. Yeah. You lived in this house. You got the belt. Some college kids made a documentary about you sometime in there. You're doing TED Talks now. I think this is new since uh, the last time we spoke. Um, yeah, um, I did, I did, um, my first, so when was, when was, was the documentary? Uh, 2017. Okay, so it must have been earlier in the year though, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cause I did my April, f- April, 2017, April. I think around there. Yeah. So I did my first TED Talks in November of 2017. And how did that come about? Um, so when I first moved to BC, it was with my trainer and another guy from Calgary. His name was Alex Plexus and Alex worked. He was a part of the TEDx SFU, um, uh, staff. And then while he was working on it for the 2017 conference, he was mm-hmm. like, fuck, man, Andy would be a good speaker for this. So he reached out to me. He's like, hey, I think you'd be a good speaker. You should apply. So I applied, and uh, Alex had to drop out because of issues or whatever. So then I applied, and then I got accepted by their team. And I'm like, okay, sweet. And so then yeah, there we go. Awesome. <laughs> Because you had an amazing story beyond the wrestling as well. And kind of the angle that we took when we did the documentary is that you were running a charity organization as well, mm-hmm. which I thought was just amazing too. So wrestler turned uh, charity organizer too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. So I, I had, I had uh, a dream of being a wrestler, and then I always wanted to like help my reserve because I've seen it growing up, and then I lived there, and I didn't like it. I'm like, there has like we need to, mm-hmm. we need to do something there. Um, and so then, through talks with my mother-in-law and yada yada yada, we eventually figured out, okay, we need to like get them out of the reserve, like I kind of did, like I got out of mm-hmm. there, and I figured out, okay, there's more to life. I want it. And then mm-hmm. you yeah. go out and do it. Whereas like, if you stay in the same place, you don't know. And then if you don't know, then you don't have a choice, but awareness creates choice. For sure. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we just kind of figure, okay, we got to get them out. And then through the kindness of my mother-in-law's heart, like they bought a house, um, so we could house these people from reserves, um, moved, I think thirteen people out from the reserve. Wow from from your from your reserve or my ones reserve, from all over? Or? Yeah, yeah, my reserve. Couple other reserves in Saskatchewan. I think one was from Manitoba too. Um, so we helped out a few people. They moved out here and got them working. They had jobs, right. um, so they so they have job experience now. They know how to write a resume. Mm-hmm. They know what city life is like. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool. That's yeah, rewarding as well for you. It's, yeah, uh, it was yeah. nice. It's it was nice to to it was nice to see their face during those moments of new experiences. To yeah. be like, this is what life is, guys. Like, yeah, you guys can have this too. You just have to want it and do it. Like, um, so yeah. good. And and the the plot the plus side is one of one of them actually went out and, and like is doing it now and he's living yeah. his dream and he's living his life. And yeah. Like, so you oh, give amazing. them the, the tools to then they're able to make their own decision if it's something that they want to want to keep doing. And at some point too, like I, I said only one of them at some point, maybe the rest of them, because they have the seed planted, maybe at some point the rest of them will eventually realize, okay, I want more to life. And then For they'll, sure. they'll go and do that. Yeah. Who knows? It's cool. That's I, so cool. I think yeah. we, we, you know, take it for granted that, that yeah. uh, you know, if you grow up in a city, you feel like you've got everything at your disposal. And so it's just, just how it happens. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, these kids were lucky that they ended up having something like that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they had no idea as well. Like I say, you've just got to show them these things and now their eyes are opened and yeah. you've set that path. Yeah. You know, they've set them on the right track. Yeah. It's well, funny like, that you said... Writing a resume. This is something that annoys me, though. Why don't we learn that in like school and shit? Mm. Really? Mm. Yeah. You know, like, and yeah, how to do your taxes, sense. things yeah. that we actually have to do, <laughs> yeah. rather yeah. than like the Pythagoras theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have used that a couple of times. But yeah, it comes in place. But uh, handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 These days we don't need that. <laughs> no. How many years did I waste doing that? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I agree, and that's kind of things we would teach them too, is like finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Save. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't spend it on fucking shoes or a hat or something. Yeah. Yeah. Can you give me a lesson in that? I think it yeah. sounds like yeah. I need a lesson in that actually. Yeah. Save. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, um yeah, and again like that that kind of perspective I think is really cool to have too because I think generally on this show we've talk to people who are, you know, just living abroad and doing their thing 
in Vancouver, but I don't think we've had anyone who's really kind of had that perspective to try to make an impact back home of where they come from either. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, uh, the thing I'm realizing now, cause it's, it's now like defunct, like the, the nonprofit isn't in operation anymore. Um, um, that's just an, another story for another time. Yeah. Um, but like, it's, it's all good. Like I, what I realize now is that people will change when they want to, and you can't force change on them. Mm-hmm. Even if like you move them out and like want to change them and you give them everything that they would need you can't force them. And so I find the best way to influence change is to just be the change, to mm-hmm. be the one, lead by example, to just go out and do it and show that like you can do it too. Anyone can do it. Yeah. If I can fucking do it, then you can do it too. Um, it's just leading by example. And so that's kind of just what I do now. It's, I just focus on me and my family and, doing what I like, doing what I enjoy. Awesome. Um, I think that's, that's amazing. A very good that's, philosophy. Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. yeah. And it's because we can kind of coming from, obviously come from England, come from Australia. We've got that very small scale, but it's like going back to my hometown. It's like, Oh, I wish I could, you know, just go away. And it's like, you know, that you have that, that spark, you've got mm-hmm. the fire kind of burning and it's just got about lighting it. And as you say, it doesn't happen on its own. Mm. You have to want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to hear that's so much further removed and uh, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, again, makes us very grateful to see uh, where we've all come from and awesome yeah. story though. That's mm. yeah, man. Yeah. And so how how often are you now doing the wrestling still? Yeah, I wrestle. Right into it? Yeah, I wrestle um, pretty much every month. And you kind of mentioned your next match coming up yeah. when yeah. we were off air, that mm-hmm. the name of it took us by surprise, especially <laughs> yeah. me. What, yeah. what, yes, it what was it? <laughs> What's it yeah, again? So, so we'll be, I'll be wrestling a guy uh, named... Uh, the devil himself. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, From parts unknown. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Drexel. Uh, in a fans bring the weapons match. Yeah, you got to explain yeah. that okay. part. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we're, we're, you know, we go to parties sometimes and sometimes you see like, oh, bring your own booze. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, an event that's uh, B-Y-O-W is... Um, that's pretty good. It's, uh, it's uh, a lot to higher stakes, I, I'd imagine. It's pretty good. I like B-Y-O-W. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, yeah, so... I guess just me and me and the guy wrestle and we beat each other up with weapons that the fans bring. You don't think that that guy with that threw the wooden <laughs> the state, wooden that's what he thought he, he was, was coming the wrong to. Match. Yeah, he is the wrong. Yeah. He was years behind. <laughs> yeah, he started the trend. Yeah. <laughs> and do they throw it's, them into the ring or are they holding them out no, at the they, front row and so, you can grab them? So when the, when the doors open and all the fans are outside, they'll be mm-hmm. holding these weapons. So I can only imagine what the neighborhood thinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seeing all these people <laughs> standing in line with random ass weapons. Oh my yeah. God. Zombie apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About to enter this building. Building and then yeah yeah you got the uh, devil himself wrestling and yeah you got this <laughs> devil walking into the building and then this long haired dreadlock fuck walking into the building and, and <laughs> yeah <laughs> do, think, uh, do you it, it's hard to paint a picture but you have uh, 
a, a, a sizable amount of dreadlocks is tied up at the moment. Do you? Yeah. F- do you oh yeah, it's down. It's down when yeah, you do yeah, it. Yeah, it's past. It's like it's down here, halfway. Like just past your knee on yeah, your calf, just past my knee, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Is that not a hindrance at all? No, I use it. I whip the guys and then I oh, strangle. Wow, a little yeah, bit of strangulation. Strangulation. Yeah, strangle them. Nice. nice. Yeah. That's excellent. I love it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, so you, in and of yourself, just by showing up with your head of hair, are <laughs> bringing your yeah, own. bringing your own exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what kind of what kind of things are you expecting to that you think the Fuck, the audience man. are going to bring? I've been in a couple. Fans bring the weapons matches, and some people are crazy. <laughs> like um, the crazy, like the not the crazy. It's just the weirdest. The weirdest one that I saw was uh, a colander, like one of those strainers. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> right. So it's a strainer, and then they put um, disposable forks, white disposable forks, and they plug them into each hole <laughs> oh. of the call of the strainer so that on the outside you're just all these pokes Mm -hmm. of these forks and then that's it (laughs) and then then then, use it as a spiky helmet or something (laughs) i guess there was um someone brought a bible and then they cut open they cut the pages in the middle so that when you open the book it was just uh it was bored Inside, right? There was nothing inside. Yeah. Except for thumbtacks. Yeah. Oh. So then we don't, we got totally this Bible. And we're like, okay. That might be helpful in your match against the devil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we brought the Bible for us to use. Okay. And we open it up as thumbtacks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's been a big black dildo. Okay. Um, get creative. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Is there shit. anything off limits? Well, so that's the thing, though. Is like people bring, like someone brought, like, and people bring stupid stuff too. Like someone brought a machete. Someone bring, yeah. people bring knives. I'm like, you guys want us to use a knife on each other in a wrestling ring? Yeah. yeah. Like what the what do you think you guys are coming to watch? It almost you seems know? like you you know you want to encourage the creativity and not like bring literal weapons. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. And that's the stuff that we like to like the not. Yeah. The, the knives and stuff is not the stuff we like to use, but the creative stuff is what we like yeah. to yeah. use. Like mm-hmm. some, someone brought, um, it was like a lightsaber, but made out of beer cans. Okay. <laughs> and so it wasn't even a lightsaber, it was just a big fucking thing. And yeah. then they're just made of beer cans and then they duct taped each one together. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool. We can smash that. That's <laughs> um, nice. It's fun for the fans too, because yeah. they might have the idea in their head of how, how yeah. you're going to use it. And yeah. you guys would be so creative yeah. between you. You're just on the fly yeah, yeah, coming yeah. up with this shit. Yeah, Mike, you might bring so... a boomerang if you were to attend this match. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. James sure. would bring one of those big fuzzy hats. Yeah. The Queen's guards. I was thinking, what would our gimmicks be? Like, yeah. obviously we've got the, uh, the dread, dreadful. Yeah. What would our wrestling? Maybe Andy should Andy should help us with this. this I don't know. Well, my yeah. name James Wade, so I'm yeah. thinking I could be, you know, like I don't know. I, I, it's, it's do I take a little bird works, but I think Wade mm-hmm. coming in in like waders or something. I, I don't think I'm gonna get. <laughs> someone's gonna throw a wooden stake at me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I worked at the airport, they used to call me Mikey Dutton, cute as a button. So okay, ah. could be just you know, ah, yeah, really. Mikey Button. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey Button. <laughs> don't know how that goes. I'd go down. <laughs> yeah. Instead of thumbtacks, you just throw buttons down. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would definitely be a manager. There's no way I, I'm I'm actually going to be doing any moves or anything. But yeah, the mouthpiece. Yeah. Um, I've I've been compared to to Paul Bearer before. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, shit. I can see yeah. It. I can see it. That's yeah. Funny. Exactly. Oh, so. man, we got to create a stable right now. It's I like uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are in. Yeah. Take us under your wing. Exactly. <laughs> Please. You're in. All yeah. Right. And, and uh, training starts on Monday. Awesome. Yeah. Bring your own yeah. weapons. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and where, where can we uh, see the match? Where's the venue uh, for this? one yeah so this one will be at the sapperton hall in new westminster um november i don't know not next week it's coming up ninth nine plus seven 16th 16th november 16th sapperton hall okay eccw fans bring the weapons b-y-o-w bring a weapon (laughs) b-y-o-w we can post about this on our social media too yeah Yeah. We'll release the episode before then. So yeah. Yeah. People can get there or whatever. Cool. Well, thank you guys. Um, yeah. Super grateful. Of course. Uh, appreciate it. This is a ton of fun. Oh, awesome. Cool. That uh, was amazing. Yeah. yeah I mean, is. that was very unique. Very. Several reasons. I know. We had my friend on Sam who moved to Vancouver because the Japan droids were from there and that was his favorite band. But uh, I think this outdoes it. Uh, yeah. You know, a wrestling career. Yeah, you've done it. Starting Absolutely. a charity doing TED Talks. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It's been yeah. great. Well, yeah. I know. And... Uh, do, do we want to do we want to try and do a segment or uh, have you got one in mind? Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of just got one. We we often like to ask our our guests because you know we we are generally a very Vancouver positive podcast, but we we like to complain about our city a fair amount too. And we were wondering if you have any of those complaints. Complaints yeah. about the city. The whinge binge. We call it the whinge binge. Kind of the binge. you know just complaints we have. Oh man. But you seem like a pretty grateful guy, so maybe you'll that's come up tough. short in the complaint that's department. Tough. That's tough, guys. Yeah, because making that transition coming from where you were, I mean, there must have been things you instantly noticed that you were like, or was it just all like just you were going with the experience? And I mean, yeah, I I love Vancouver. Like I, I'm, okay, let me try and think. And so then I I I never like complaining. I'm always mm-hmm. like the opposite of complaining. Like when someone complains, I try to find the opposite of it. So, but let me try to, I could, I could probably okay. think of something. So Vancouver, something I don't like about Vancouver. Um, I, I get dri- it. It's hard for me too. <laughs> Mikey yeah. knows this. Driving <laughs> kind of sucks, I guess, but not really. Cause I enjoy, <laughs> yeah. enjoy driving. I feel like he's going to do it. <laughs> the driver. Any slight yeah. complaint that he yeah. says, he'll always be like, oh, no, 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 I like turn into yeah, that's going to be, lining. that's going to be the weapon that's going to get you in the match, man. Somebody's oh, just going to be like, what yeah. do you hate about your city? You're going to be like, oh, fall down and they'll pin me. It is quite a hard question when, uh, yeah. when you put on the spot uh, mm-hmm. that that is for sure and yeah. I like to do my fair share of uh, yeah c- complaining we, we do enough complaining to make up for for all of our guests who and, and it's usually that same kind of rotation it's the, yeah. the driving the rain the we get the same kind of thing the rain yeah. and again for you rain isn't gonna bother you because of the snow and oh, no it's, it's, rain's good I like the rain yeah it's refreshing that somebody yeah. really had a hard time answering it's that good. question I like yeah because usually yeah. people it's are just cool. like rent cool. Hard to get around. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess I cool. go with driving, but not really. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks, All guys. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, cool. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah. And thanks for having us in our home. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's been Is really enjoyable. Anything else you want to promote? Do you have any TED Talks or anything coming up? Yeah, TED Talks coming up this this weekend. Uh, so, I don't know if you guys will have it up, but, but yeah. uh, November 9th, uh, I'll be at the Vancouver Playhouse. I cool. will be the 
the first one up, so the hot open. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm super excited about that. It's my favorite place to be. Um, and the rest of the night, like, yeah. oh, guys, like I've, <laughs> I'm one of the speakers and I was just listening to all of everyone's ideas and I'm like, mm-hmm. like whoever's going to show up is going to be blown away because I've already taken things away from them and apply them in my daily life. And yeah, that's awesome. Wow. About. That's really cool. That's Very cool. What What do you uh, cover in your in your talks? Not to give too much away, but yeah. So this one, uh, it's kind of big, but I'll be sharing three steps to anything. Achieve those dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you are also the first guest who's actually had things to promote too. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, uh, that's, that's a first for the show. That's a good point. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be promoting Andy's uh, TED Talk and his wrestling match on our own so- social media, and you guys know where to find that. Of course, livingabroadcast at gmail.com is the email address. Living a broadcast on Instagram, and maybe if I get around to actually using our Twitter, then that is living abroad pod. But uh, yeah, for this week, uh, I've been Eric. I've been James. I've been Mikey. I'm the dreadful bird. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>